Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Fly ball, left field. Caught! Bottom Fisher's no more. The Rays are going to the playoffs. Throws the other way. Got it. He's got a touchdown, South Florida, and the Bulls upset Auburn. And here we are, the Thunderdome podcast. It's been a while since I've done anything like podcasting or things of that nature, but someone already believes in me. We have a sponsor today. Today's sponsor is Better Eyebrows Now. Better Eyebrows Now is the leader in making sure your eyebrows look good. Their patent-pending formula is considered a trailblazer in the eyebrow game. When you order Better Eyebrows Now, included will be a razor and a sharpie. So go to Better Eyebrows Now for 10% off by using promo code THUNDERDOME. Go ahead and get them eyebrows on fleek. Or not. Your choice. Better Eyebrows Now. Thank you, Tayo Cruz, for giving me express written consent to use your song there. The on and on and on part was dedicated to the Rays and Red Sox four and a half hour game last night. Uh, Gotta love baseball, right? Speed up the game, please. Anyway, I've decided to start doing a podcast basically focused on Tampa sports, but for example, the NBA, I'm going to cover the heat and the magic because... Tampa doesn't have an NBA team, so those are the two teams in Florida, so I will cover them, even though I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. But I'm not quite sure on which days I will be releasing yet. It could be every other day during the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. I mean, obviously today's going to be Tuesday, but with Lightning in the playoffs, I want want to give a preview and then a podcast after their game, so... It's going to be a fluid situation right now. I mean, whether I get one listener or a hundred, I'll be happy. It's just fun to talk about sports. So anyway, last night, Rays beat the Red Sox 8-7. to As I mentioned, four and a half hours. Game started at 7.30, ended around midnight. Um, what else can you really say? The bats are starting to come alive for the Rays, which is very good, but... We really need the starting pitching to start getting decisions. It would be nice to uh, have a boring game. That's 3-1, to 2-0, to zero, something like that. One of the things we're built on is starting pitching, and we haven't really gotten to see that yet because usually it's 4-0 to zero or 4-1 to one before the third inning. I mean, big plays. We had Kiermaier's defensive play last night. That was a big one. This one away and a long 
fly ball to center and a leap before Kiermaier gets to the wall and makes the catch. He was a couple steps away from the wall and probably not quite sure where that wall was, but he's making the leaping catch to retire the hitter anyway. Kiermaier went two for four last night, which is good. You need Kiermaier hitting. Uh, that got him up to uh, 200 for the season. I will say he's made some great defensive plays that helped me overlook the average. But, man, we're, he's getting paid the most money on this team. We need him to be hitting around, like, 270. <laughs> I know they say average isn't isn't everything anymore. He did, did have one walk, three RBIs. I mean, in general, I think the averages are starting to raise here. Um, whenever you start a new season, usually the pitchers are ahead of the batters. I mean... You see other people. I mean, it's nice to have Meadows back at the top of the lineup. He's hitting 280 now. You still have some people in the 100s. Yoshi Susugo, uh Manuel Margot, who was 4 for 4 last night, all of a sudden raised his average all the way up to 189. That's how you know he had a rough start to the season. Joey Wendell, I mean, he's around 300. But Choi, he's hitting 220. We, we need Choi to do a lot more. Especially, uh, we need some more home runs out of him. That's one thing. We, this team is built to hit home runs, and so far we haven't hit that many, it feels like. A very big positive is Mikey Perez, a catcher. Because Zunino has been missing everything thrown to him so far at, when he's batting. I, I think he's still considered a very good defensive catcher, but Perez is hitting... 250 now somewhere around there he had the game-winning hit two days ago against the Yankees and then he was two for four last night that's big or two for five apologies he's hitting 231 great fact checking that's what we have here on on the fly there's stuff that I think I know and then there's stuff that the facts say and I guess I don't know that much but anyway if you can get Perez hitting 231 as a catcher. I will take that any day. Catcher, for whatever reason, is the albatross around the Rays' neck. Because we just... Well, we found a good one in Ramos, but we couldn't afford him. And then we found a good one, Darno, Darno, however you say it. And then we had to get rid of him, because he cost too much money. That's the Rays' way. You find a reclamation project, and... They get good, they go somewhere else. But let's hope Mikey Perez can keep this up. And if Zunino's in, let's hope he hits above 100. Because last I remember seeing, he was hitting uh, .091. Not a good average. That's probably what my average was in Little League. So, anyway, Rays win 8-7. Big win. They are now 9-8. and eight, Over 500. They hopefully are recovering from that atrocious uh, road trip from last week where they mentioned something during the broadcast, which I found very interesting and never really thought about. With road trips now for players, their whole routine is thrown off. So if you're used to going to a certain restaurant, when you go to a certain town, if you're used to going going to see your girlfriend in that town, you're... Uh, your Boston wife or something like that, 
you're probably not doing that anymore or else you're breaking the the league's protocol for coronavirus and that made a lot of sense why that first road trip was so bad we couldn't even beat the Orioles I mean the Orioles did not do them bad I will say but it's still the Orioles we're better than the Orioles um also two challenges last night how about those terrible I mean, the one at home, the play at the plate, I could see that one being out or safe. But Meadows, stolen base to second, like going into second, the tag didn't even look like it got him. And the call on the field was safe at first. Or no, it was out. Once again, dumb brain here. It was out, but it did not look like the glove touched him, but... I guess it just comes down to inconclusive evidence and you have to call him out. If you're not sure, without a shadow of a doubt, you have to call him out. And that's what happened. Uh, Interesting, last night uh, Kittredge gets the save, but he's also slotted as the opener for today. I don't know if that's happened before. That's what I'm curious about. I probably should have fact-checked it, but you know what? I don't want to. I'm just going to say it's the first time it's ever happened. That's the hard-hitting coverage of this team you get at the Thunderdome podcast. So, you know what? Yeah, Kittredge is going to be the first person to get a save and start a game. There you have it. Even though the Rays probably did it last year, since they used the opener so many times. But, to me, it's a first. We will move on to the Lightning now. Playoff time. And, of course, we're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets again. This time, a 9 seed, not even an 8 seed. Because the Toronto Maple Leafs fell apart like usual, losing the elimination game. So, here we go. I mean, I honestly kind of wanted this. Because if you can't beat the Blue Jackets again, you're not going to win a Stanley Cup as it is. So... There's no better way to start a revenge tour than facing the team that swept you last season when you win the President's Cup trophy and just get get spanked out there in the ice. I remember they they had a concert in downtown Tampa. I was at work, leaving work, so pumped up for the first game. We go up 3-0 and then give up a 3-0 lead and get smacked game one. You're just like... Alright, this is nothing. It's the Lightning. They'll wake up. Game 2, beat again. Game 3, I think we got spanked in that one. Game 4, it still didn't even set in until like one minute left in the third period that we were getting eliminated. I thought they still, maybe all of a sudden it was best of nine series or something like that. There I. There was no way that the Lightning were getting eliminated by the Columbus Blue Jackets. The good thing is the Blue Jackets went on to play pretty well in the rest of the the playoffs. And it was also a weird year where most of the top seeds got knocked out in the first round. I mean, you had Carolina in there. You had, uh, I mean, think about St. Louis was last place in January in last season and ends up winning the Stanley Cup. It was a weird year in general. That's what I'm chalking it up to. But the issue is you're going into this series 
most likely without Hedman. Uh, question mark around Stamkos. He's definitely not playing today. I doubt. I I just hate hockey injuries. How they are? They're so vague. Lower body injury, upper body upper body injury. You don't get anything. So, who knows if we'll even see them at all in the playoffs? And I mean, Stamkos is just—it's just a mystery. What's wrong with him? We don't even know. So, you gotta you gotta make a big statement. Game one, show everybody you're not going to get swept by the Blue Jackets again. I guess technically beating the Capitals and the Bruins counted as a postseason win. So. The streak of losing, well, I guess technically it'd be five in a row because they lost to the Capitals to get eliminated two years before that is over. But I'm counting this as the streak is still a five-game losing streak, and you got to win game one. And I'll be honest, I kind of feel like we're going to lose this one. I think we win the series, but I feel like we lose game one. It's just the gut feeling I have. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm very wrong. But I feel like we could see one of those like 3-1 games where the Lightning look good. Kind of like uh, the game against the Flyers. Towards the end, we're just barraging the net with shots. And nothing's going in. That's what my gut feeling is. Once again, I hope I'm wrong. But it's playoff hockey, baby. Let's do this. Please, <laughs> we're running out of time with this core, and if we can't do it now, something has to be changed because something's wrong if they can't win with this team. There's so much talent. Uh, I love John Cooper. The only thing they've changed players around, they've tried that, they've brought leaders in. The only thing that hasn't changed is the coaching, and I mean, you have to start looking at that as a real option. Is John Cooper the coach that can get us a championship win? And, of course, Thunder just goes off in the background when I say that, so that might be uh, an omen from Lightning fans getting angry with me to even talk about John Cooper not being the team's coach next season. But I will probably be talking about the game again tomorrow. And let's hope that I'm talking about a lightning win. I'm going to predict lightning in six. But who knows? It could be Blue Jackets in four again. And that's scary. Uh, as far as Bucks news, there's not much. It's training camp. Uh, Tom Brady, Gronkowski. That's awesome. Love it. Let's hope we actually get to watch them. It would be the most Tampa thing ever. For the Buccaneers if they get Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and they never play a snap for the Buccaneers. So, if there's news, I'll give you something. Knock on wood, there hasn't been any training camp injuries. I just... It's going to be a weird season. Uh, definitely no preseason games is a letdown because we should be gearing up for our first one this week, I believe. I think it was Thursday coming up. And... Now you're just still wondering if there's going to be football. Um, college is starting to look like it's going the way of canceling the fall seasons for at least the Big Ten and the Pac-12. 
I mean, the SEC is its own world, so they'll probably end up playing with full capacity crowds and and just, you know, do what the SEC does. But, yeah, I mean, no college football, that sucks. As a USF fan, even though we haven't been that good, I, I love college football. Fall is my favorite season. When you're younger, it's always summer because you get time off. Hell, I mean, uh, being on a temporary furlough, I've had part of spring, or no, part of winter, all of spring, most of summer off, and I just look forward to fall. But if there's no college football, it won't feel the same. It will feel like when when you graduate college and all of a sudden summer break doesn't mean anything anymore. So, let's move on to NBA. Once again, thank you, Saturday Night Live, for authorizing me to use that clip. Absolutely. You gave me uh, a piece of paper. I have it here next to me with the signature of Lord Michaels. Thank you. I will be selling that later on eBay. Uh, Basketball-wise, as I said earlier, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I grew up a Chicago Bulls fan. I mean, I paid attention to the magic. I didn't really like the heat when LeBron was there because he didn't go to the Bulls. But I like the heat now. Love Jimmy Butler. That's one of my guys. That's a Chicago Bull. I, (laughs) I still get to see a post yearly where I say I can't wait until the day that Jimmy Butler wins the Chicago Bulls a NBA championship. Obviously, I was wrong on that, unless he comes back when uh, Anthony Davis signs with his hometown, Chicago. But anyway, uh, Magic, there's not much to talk about there. They are the eighth seed, I believe. I I saw two and a half games behind the Nets, and they only have two games left, so it'd be impossible for them to make up two and a half games. So most likely you get to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations. Um, I don't think I'll be covering the Magic very long. Uh, I, if Maybe they'll take it five games like they did with Toronto last year. That was that first game. That was a good one last year when the Magic won. Remember that, Magic fans? That was cool. You can always say that you beat the team that won the championship that year. Uh, Heat, a little bit more fun. To watch. I mean, right now, the Heat could finish anywhere from the fourth to the sixth seed. It's more likely that they end up four or five and end up playing the Pacers, which is actually a really good series. Uh, Miami and the Pacers match up pretty well. The Pacers, usually a team that I consider a boring team to watch, even when they had Paul George there, but they're actually kind of fun. The emergence of a uh, T.J. Warren in the bubble has been exciting. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's about it right now. Um, I will be honest, I haven't watched as much NBA because the Stanley Cup playoffs kind of were taking a front seat for me. Um, I've watched basketball here and there, but the issue is just until it's really the playoffs, like I'll, I'll start watching everything. 
but now it will just be certain players I want to see. Like I saw Luka Doncic's game the other day. That was awesome as a Slovenian. Uh, you know, I'm going to be rooting for him. Uh, I was watching every Pelicans game, but uh, what they did with Zion kind of took me out of that, and then they got eliminated. Um, I'm rooting for the, the Blazers. I hope that would be awesome for Carmelo to face off against LeBron in a playoff playoff series. That would be good. Um, Joakim Noah, former Bull, is on the Clippers. I, I think he plays like 10 minutes a game, but you know what? It's all good. I, I like the Clippers. I I think the Clippers end up winning it all. I know everybody thinks Lakers, but I think the Clippers are the better team right now. I don't know. Not As I said, I haven't watched enough to form the strongest opinion on it. But, hey, it's all good. Well, we are going to end our show here. And this is kind of my goal. I don't want these episodes to be too long. I'm not going to give you the Joe Rogan four-hour podcast with local sports. And I feel like 15 to 25 minutes is a perfect area. We're in the middle right now. But anyway, I'm hoping to post another podcast tomorrow. And go Lightning. Let's get that first win.